podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. So 1 John chapter 1 verse 5 through 10 this morning. What do we reckon? You know 1 John well? There's a beautiful verse in the passage that we're going to read. 1 John 1 verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us or cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is a cracker. That was a Sunday school verse, wasn't it? Do you remember that one? 1 John 1 verse 9. <laughs> no, just me. Okay. I wonder though, if I was to ask a question to you this morning personally, how many clubs or memberships are you part of or do you have? And you might say to yourself, Matt, I am not in a membership whatsoever. Well, well done you. Some people have a gym membership, others do not. <laughs> I am in the do not category. You may be able to tell. Anyway, also, you might think, well, I'm not part of any clubs at all. But, I'm hastened to add, when you go to Tesco's, have you noticed this? Tesco's is terrible. You see, it's either £1.50 if you're in the club, or if you're out of the club, it's two quid. Have you noticed that? Infuriating. I refuse, and you know those people that uh, I am that person who will bite a nose to spite the face? I refuse to get a club card, I'm happy to pay over the odds. <laughs> I will not be in your club. But of course, uh, Morrison's, they have a club, don't they? You get a card for it. You've noticed, oh, you didn't think you are in clubs, did you? Sainsbury's, do they have one? We wouldn't know. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Glad you're here. Woo! <laughs> But there are all sorts of things. Maybe you have a uh, golf membership. Anybody? Season ticket holder at a football ground? No? You lot need to get out more. <laughs> but if you've got a hobby even, maybe you're in a club for that. Maybe you've got a running club. Mm. They sound a bit, don't they? Maybe you're in a boxing club. Anybody? You could tell by my movement. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Oh, there you go. We'll edit that out later. <laughs> but truthfully though, if we're honest, we all like a little bit of exclusivity, don't we? Have you seen those places in the airports that are a VIP lounge? I know. We didn't know they existed until we went on holiday with some members of our family, which rapidly went to the VIP lounge and watched us suffer in a queue and had a full breakfast whilst watching us queue. How rude is that? <laughs> and this is the truth, all right? Exclusivity, a few membership perks, maybe the feeling of just being part of something that not everyone is. We do like a little bit, don't we? Just to be treated just a little bit better than others. In today's text, John combats three different groups. Two in particular are exclusive, they're closed, 
And while the third should not be in any way, shape or form, John addresses two, first of all, theologies that had gained momentum during this time. And because of their membership-like approach, people were buying into it. If I get my shopping a little bit cheaper, then I will become a Tesco member. That sort of thing. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. You should definitely get as cheap as possible. And the two groups that, uh, that aren't named in essence, but this is what John is talking into, are Gnosticism and Cessationism. So Gnostics and Cessationists. And you go, Matt, they sound really impressive. They weren't. <laughs> they weren't impressive at all. In fact, they were terrible and they were leading people away from the good news about the Lord Jesus Christ. And simply put, Gnosticism, spiritually, everything is good. So if it's in the spiritual world, it's good. If it's in the material world, this, anything else, you, me, if it's in the, in the material world, then it is not good at all. So spiritual is good and material is bad. And then along came the cessationists who said then, how can it be if spirit is good and material is bad, the physical, how can the Messiah be God in flesh? Because flesh is bad. The material, the physical, no good. So how on earth can the Messiah, God in flesh, come from what we see as the natural. And you see, because of that theology, because of that teaching, people were missing the reality and the truth and the life-giving that the gospel, the good news about Jesus Christ, was able to bring. So let's have a quick glimpse then at what John says in just these few verses. Verse 5, 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 says, This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus... His Son purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that as we look into your word right now, that Father, that you would open our ears, Father, our hearts, our minds, that we might be receptive to what you've got to say to us in just this short time. Bless us now as we do this together in Jesus' precious name. Amen. John, first of all, tackles the wrong thinking. Immediately in verse 5 and 6, he says, God is light. And he says, in him is no darkness. And this sets the benchmark. Whatever the Gnostics were thinking, whatever the Satanists were thinking, God is light and in him is no darkness. That's the first stumbling block. 
Because the reality is, as we know and as we've understood and we're going to unlock quickly together, that Jesus is God in flesh. So therefore, when they say there is nothing good that can come from the physical, the material, well, that's incorrect. Because God came down, dressed as man, in flesh, was born of Mary, and he was born into the physical world, but he was God in flesh. And it became a stumbling block. But of course, we know the truth, as we're going to see this morning, that Jesus came in order to defeat the sin and the death that we could not do on our own. God came down dressed in human form to say, I will deal with the stuff that you cannot deal with. Now, let's move on. Verse six. Let's just read that together again. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. You see, the reality is we can't claim to know somebody who we haven't believed in. We can't claim to say, oh, I know Jesus when I do not believe that he is God in flesh. You don't know him at all. He may as well just be another bloke. But the reality is, as we are going to see, as we know from the word, that Jesus is God in flesh. And as Christians, when I say I know Jesus, God willing for all of us, as we put our faith and our trust in him, we have a relationship with the living God. So I'm able to have a relationship with God through this Jesus that I'm talking about. So therefore, we cannot say I claim to know him, but I don't believe in him because truthfully, that's just ludicrous. It doesn't add up. And we know one plus one makes two, however bad my math is. Now he goes on then in verse seven to enlighten us just a little bit more. He says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. You see, he goes on to say, if we. Now, I would say to you, do you see the exclusivity in verse 7? I'll read it again for you and, and take it, am I looking for exclusivity? Can you see it in there? Let me, let me read it again. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us, from all, on, uh, from all sin. You see, there isn't any exclusivity. And you'll know why, because of John 3.16. Because John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, the world, God so loved the world, that's all of us, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That's not exclusive at all. That's everybody. That's humanity. That's you, that's me, that's Joe next door. That's everybody. So there's no exclusiveness there at all. And he goes on, he says, as we uh, read the verse, if we walk in the light, he is in the light, we're able to have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all unrighteousness. So listen, I'm not in this group here because of anything I've done. I'm not in this group here because I run, I golf, I swim, I'm not in this group here because I go to Tesco's and only Tesco's or Morrison's or Sainsbury's. I'm not in this group because of anything I have done. 
It can't be exclusive because I couldn't earn it. I couldn't achieve it. I couldn't work for it. I couldn't pay for it in any way, shape or form. In fact, I find myself in something because of what somebody's done for me. Yeah? I am in this group because of what Christ has done for me. And the reality is the door is open for you too. It's not a closed door. It's not a room you can't get into. It's a room that is wide open. And Jesus says, I have made a way for you to get out of there and into here. It's not exclusive one bit. In actual fact, it breathes life and says, look, if we are in the light, we're able to have fellowship one another. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus. Because of his blood. It purifies us from our sin. Not of my own merit, but because of Jesus. And he continues there. Verse 8. If we claim to be without sin, and this is talking back into the groups that I mentioned, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Well, you see, the reality is we make God out to be a liar. Why do I need Jesus if I do not sin? Romans 3.23, we quote it so often, says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. If this verse wasn't relevant any other time, it's relevant now. Who is in the all? We're all in that group. If you're not in the all, raise your hand. You see, the reality is we are all in the all. And the Bible says we have all sinned, therefore we all fall short of the glory of God. So therefore, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that if I put my faith and trust in him, if I say sorry for my sin, as we're going to see in verse 9, I can come back into a relationship with a loving God, a God who loves me, who knows me, who created me, who pieced me together in my mother's womb. As Alistair has shared with us this morning, put the stars into space, the galaxies that we're only just beginning to discover, God did that. This is the God that we worship. This is the God that we celebrate. This is the God who we share and we talk about. Now you might think to yourself this morning, you might say, Matt, why is this relevant to me? You know, this, this Gnosticism and cessationism, why do I need that on a Sunday morning? Well, you don't. But let me share with you what it means for us today in 2022. It's relevant because, firstly, we can clearly see the truth of what John is saying here. Verse 9 says, if, if. We confess our sin, he is faithful and just, and he will forgive us our sin, and he will purify us or cleanse us, make us clean from all unrighteousness, all the things that we couldn't possibly do anything about, because I'm a sinner, so are you. We're all in the all. I can't deal with that, but God has. So it, if, if, if I confess my sin, if I say, God, I am sorry for the wrong things that I've done. God, I am sorry for the sin in my life, the things that have taken me away from you. Lord, I ask that you would come into my life and help me to walk with you. Help me to live for you. Change me, God from the inside out. And those words that I've just uttered there sound, well, pretty simple, and they are. 
But they are life-changing. You see, because they fall in the if. Because outside of the if is not great. It's an eternity without Christ. It's an eternity outside of all the good that God has placed because he is light and in him there is no darkness. So what's outside of God? Well, it's darkness and I don't want to be there. So I don't want to be in the if, I want to be I have. I want to be in the I have category. Not because of anything I've done, but because of what he's done. Not because I get a membership into an exclusive club that says, I made it. You did nothing, not of your own merit, but because Christ has done it all. Amen? Because love has won. So therefore, I can be in the I have confessed my sin. And God is and has been and will continue to be faithful and just. And he's forgiven my sin and he's cleansed me from all unrighteousness. You go, wow, it's a big claim. It's not on me. It's what he's done. It is not on me. It's because of him. Jesus says in John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32, when you know the truth, when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. When you know the truth, the truth will set you free. All humanity have a saviour and his name is Jesus. But church, we have to realise the if. Because if we do not do something about it by saying, God, I am sorry for my sin. Come into my life, change me. We remain in the situation that we are outside of Christ. We are in the darkness. That God says, I don't want you to be there. You don't have to be there. Come into the light. It's a really simple formula. His sacrifice on the cross, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross has brought us life. We have to confess and we have to believe. Put our faith in him and his saving grace. That is not exclusive, but that is inclusive. Now, secondly, church, this is important for us. Church, really important for us. Our position, our role as believers, those who have accepted Christ as saviour, we are not, and we never will be, in a membership. It is not exclusive where I have to enter. No. It is not a membership, it is not an exclusive club, feeling the benefit of our payment or effort. That is not the church. Brave, the truth. That is not the church. We are part of the church because of what Christ has done for us. Because of his payment, because of his effort. Because of what he has done for people like you and me. We do not deserve it. But by grace I've been saved. Not through works. By faith. Who am I to boast of something I haven't achieved? But it's what Christ has done for me. Jesus has done what needed to be done. And therefore then we fall into a category that we are the church because of what Christ has done. And our role and responsibility, church, is to love those around about us. To know that we have nothing of our own merit. So who are we to say, you can come in or you can't? Our role is to love people as Christ has loved us. As God has given and lavished his love upon us. That is our role as the church. 
to say the doors are open. We love you, we care about you, we want to help, we want to serve. How can we help you? And we have an open arm. We say, God, whoever, then Lord, help us to be those people that love and that care and that want to love and serve in our communities, in our surrounding areas, in our jobs when we're away from this building. Because the church has left the building, yeah? It is not in these four walls. We could leave here tomorrow and there'll be a, an accountancy firm or something like that, take it on in a heartbeat. But the church, that's us. Doesn't matter where we meet. And John 3, 16 and verse 17, as I've already said, but let's just make them really clear. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but will have eternal life. Verse 17, don't miss it out. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Now that is good news. That is the gospel, the good news about the Lord Jesus Christ. And we then know because of John 3, 16 and 17, that that puts me in a position where I know what God has done for me. I know that he loves me. I know that he has done oh, above and beyond and some in order that I might have life. And we sit here this morning in that position where we say, God, because of what you've done, I'm here. Lord, help me to be part of the church that welcomes, that loves, that cares, that wants to share with those around about me. Lord, it's not exclusive, oh, quite the opposite. It is inclusive. Lord, help me to show your love. So let's know who we are. Let's know who we are, yes, but because of Jesus. Let's love, let's welcome, let's serve. And know then, church, that we are here because of what Jesus has done. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, again, we just want to thank you for your word, Father, for its encouragement, for its blessing. And Lord, I ask that you would just speak into our hearts. Father, for those that don't yet know you as Lord and Saviour, may they have heard this morning that the door is open. That if we confess our sin, he is faithful, he is just, and he will forgive us our sins. And he'll wipe the slate clean. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit might move and that lives might be changed. That he might draw lives, souls unto you. And Father, we think of ourselves as the church. Father, we are who we are because of what you've done. Father, may you keep that on the forefront of our minds. May we know and understand that we are anything because of what Christ has done for us. Lord, we can boast, but only in you. And I pray, Lord God, that you would just speak through us, that you would help us to shine as stars, Lord, out in the universe, that lives might be changed as we share your good news. Father, bless us and encourage us, we pray as your church. We ask these prayers in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.